Can anyone catch them, do you think? Uh, yes, of course. As unbelievable as it sounds, this is another Arsenal podcast that is the Away Gunners podcast. We bring news and reaction from Arsenal fans from all over the world. This is another episode of the Away Gunners podcast. If you like our content, please do like, share and subscribe to Away Gunners in all your social media platforms. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Away Gunners Podcast. So I'm back. Uh, thanks everyone for holding the fort and thanks uh, Deepak for uh, you know contributing when I'm not there. It's, thanks it, for it coming was... back in one piece. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was really fun uh, listening to you guys uh, when I was on vacation. The last episode especially was really fun. Uh, it was surprisingly more positive when I am not there. So. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i bring in the whole uh, negative vibes to the team but um anyways. not not really it probably also coincided with the team doing well right so maybe it would have been positive had you been there as well yeah, unless, yeah. unless 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 you're a moping bastard who just wants to like you know uh, keep uh, keep moping about these things all the time <laughs> which, which which could be true too i mean uh, <laughs> i do i wouldn't blame you i wouldn't blame you <laughs> But anyways, um, uh, for the listeners, please do subscribe if you have not subscribed. And uh, I keep missing that whole part of like, like, share and subscribe thing. So if you have any comments, just add comments to the uh, to the video and uh, you can reach, reach us at uh, all the social media platforms. You mentioned that a lot of times. Um, this is going to be an interesting episode, I guess, uh, where we are going to preview the Liverpool game. <clears throat> How, like, let me start this question, right? How confident are you guys that it's not going to be a, a very big scoreline? Like 5-0, 4-0? 100%. is saying 100%. That's a very, <laughs> very positive sign then. Justify Deepak. Yeah. Deepak. Tell us more. Yeah, it's, it's because we have been playing well and... But the, the first two like losses against City and who was it Chelsea, Chelsea was yeah. due to like not like full team was wasn't available, key players were out. Is Partey starting tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's available. Uh, he did, yeah, he's yeah, available. Yeah. He is available, but I don't think he will start. Hmm. Yeah, but still, I'm confident enough we wouldn't like. Play like how we played against City at the start of the season. We are more cohesive right now, playing as a unit, and the basically the back four is settled right now. Mm. And I think that would help us a lot. And like at least, uh, I I expect us to at least perform really well and get a draw out of it. That's what I am expecting. I'm not expecting mm. a loss from us. If it if it is a loss, it's it's not it's pointless of like playing this well and like ju- just not turning up against Liverpool. It's your it's your home game as well. You shouldn't go with a mindset that no, it's okay, no, it's an away game. They're going to Anfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an away game, but whatever it is, it is. You shouldn't like go with the mindset that we are going to lose. Okay, then what's the point? 
okay so so like, like uh, we should show improvement right like we are like good enough to like like play against liverpool is like, is a win or a draw or the only like way to judge improvement is the position like yes, anything less than a like say say for example we played well but didn't get the results there have been so many games where uh, we don't turn up at all of course that's not what we want in in this game i'm assuming that we want the team to do something you know like so would you say for example we do turn up we do like try things we it's like say yeah, we, we do saying. something like a brighton or a west ham do you know and yeah. we instead of pulling a, a 2 2 that a west ham did if we do get a 2-1 or a 3-1 would you still consider that a, a, you know like a disaster 3-1. or like 3-1 is like lose by one goal margin it's okay lose by more than two goals it's not like improvement for but but like you know that could that could even mean that we didn't play well at all and nick the nick the nick the goal at the last minute right that would also yeah, reflect I, the goal as 2-1 always always with that okay like, okay so it's it's more about it's more about the score line it's not about the per, uh, performance like how they play is that it you go for a draw like or a Not a win. No, they, they, let's assume they're going to go for a win. Okay, I'm, 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 what I'm trying to see here is that why are we looking at this important game? It's, it's a very more than being an important game. It's like a game against probably like someone who's won the league over the last two, three seasons. Yeah. So Who this is team going is, to win the league. Win the league probably this season as well. So, so, so they're like a well-oiled machine. We are getting there, but I, I do not understand they this. Like well-oiled machine right now. People like Brighton, like Drew, like against them. West Ham. No, like, true, true. That also that uh, from in my eyes that goes to show how well Brighton and West Ham are playing rather than how badly Liverpool are playing. That's how I would like to see it. Then, so if it, you are like saying we are we are playing well, then we should be playing like Brighton and West Ham. Then no, no, I, I I agree. I totally agree. That's what I'm saying. Like. Is is that what is going to matter to you? The way we play on the pitch, or the result? If we play exceedingly well, but with what do you do? Some reasons which has happened in the past, we probably got like three or four shots on target, or like you know something that happened that we were disallowed a goal or something. This could end up like you know in a in a two one or a three one. That's what yeah, I'm asking. I don't is mind. It... See, if you're playing well, you wouldn't last lose three one. It's it's plain and simple as that. Okay. And if you're playing like decent enough and you get a Two one loss. It's it's okay if you play good. You lost due to some stupid referee decisions and something. Uh, mm. I can understand that. But like what losing three one or four one? Uh, how would you? Oh, let's not go to four one. Let's not go yeah. to four one. No. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just for for our sanity sake. Let's just keep it tops at three one. That's the worst that we probably go to. I yeah, uh, yeah. okay. I mean, for me, it's more about like the performance of. like if if liverpool is going to score uh, like two goals in the 80th minute mm-hmm. right and we manage them for like 80 minutes and then and the 80th minute salah does what salah does and he scores it or jota does what he does and he scores it it is a positive like 80 minutes we have kept a very well oiled machine we could say that's, whatever that's about all, liverpool yeah. we could say whatever about liverpool but they are a rung above arsenal at the moment definitely, definitely. and they not, are not above... just one rung not just one rung they multiple <laughs> rungs above us yeah and 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 they are they are a champions league challenging team not just forget the like premier league they are a champions league challenging team and we are not even in the champions league we are not even in the europa league europe, so that's yeah. where we are and if we are going there and we are managing that team for 80 minutes 75 to 80 minutes with like one goal or less than that or 
giving a very tough fight during that time, I would be happy with the with whatever results come out of it. At least that's how I see it. Yeah, but but that's how I see it as well. I I want the team to put up a performance. You know, like you show me that you can fight. Yeah. Like show me that you have done something well enough over these this this period of ten eleven games that would that would give you some confidence that would make you like not just go there and like you know say right away that okay we are going to lose this game but show me fight you know that's that's mm-hmm. that's what I want to see this game. So so but but Arun like uh, Deepak made a excellent point about like settling back four right we do have a settled back four bar one that is the so that is the part that I am actually worried about right like. Tierney is back, but Nuno has been play, playing good, and that is the side that Salah plays. So, do you bring Tierney back to you know solidify the defense, or do you stick to Nuno for now? Because I mean, he's been doing nothing wrong. So, dropping him would be, uh, you know, uh, not 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 good for him or not good for the team to show like even if you perform, if if my person comes in, you will be dropped. That the okay, I'll 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 I'm actually not going in with the back four. I for this game, I would actually like to go with the back three. Ooh, so that's never so happen. <laughs> yeah, so that's that that way. I mean, come on, it's Anfield. You're playing away from home, and you're like, you're, you're trying to uh, preserve something. And and it, then, it makes sense, but it's not gonna happen. That's what I'm saying. I know it's it's not gonna happen, but that's why that's how I would like the team to play because. I I cannot imagine um, Tavares playing against Salah. Like he's going to get skinned alive. We've seen what Tavares does. He's been like um, he's been having a lot of fun playing the way he's doing because of the quality of the opposition that we've been facing and other people covering for. You know, Liverpool are a team that presses relentlessly for ninety minutes. They 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 um, they're this annoying pest that they don't let you go at all. So in that situation, if you're going to leave that much of space, they're going to destroy you. So. But like you said, you know he's been playing well. He adds a bit of dynamism and unpredictability to the attack when we do attack uh, from the left flank. So I would like to have him, but at the same time, I would like also like to have the stability of a Kieran in my back in my in my uh, back three. Um, that's what I would like to have. Uh, to, so it would be a three-four-three that I would go with. But then, like the the presence of Tierney would also mean that uh, with the ball and without the ball, we can always like stretch the defense. Have him players also like a left back and start attacks at which point you know like Tavares is going to be your attacking player in the front. So I would like that flexibility and that insurance against Salah. That's what I want. I don't need it. So I want to make it as difficult as possible for this guy, knowing that even if there are like 50 players around him, he's going to somehow manage to score a goal. You know, we saw what happened in the City game. How many half of the City team was around him, yet he yeah. managed to score that goal. You know, so I. It, given all that i would like to just give myself a bit of insurance and stability going into the main game with gabriel uh, kt and tavares taking care of sala on this so my stand would be yes i would like to make it more dynamic have both of them play but if that is not going to work and if like you said we are only going to be playing a back four again i would like stability and insurance over attack I wouldn't want KT to attack from that side at all, so I would go for KT's defensive stability. I do not trust Nuno. He's, or rather, he's not shown me anything thus far to make me believe that he would be fantastic defensively. Yes, his runs have been great defensively; he's been great, but there has never been an instance where he's shown like, okay, I, I can um, come back and, and and do all the things defensively that I should be doing for Man. You know, I have so, seen that from KT as well. 
you know, but I mean, that, like in, that, that was what I was bringing in Deepak for. Like I was thinking of like, have you seen Katie no, doing that? Katie but, is not at all good defensively. Not at all. But but he plays as a left center back for uh, Scotland, and he Scotland. does really good. Deepak. Yeah, but he doesn't play as a left center back for us, right? He plays as a left back. As we yeah. are, as Arun said, if we are starting with three four three, it is a no brainer to start Katie at a back three because he is good. We know that. But if we are starting a back four, I don't like. I still like feel Katie is a defensive liability there. Probably mm. with Katie coming in, he might help there. So, yeah. Speaking against Katie, that's uh, that's <laughs> haram against uh, in Arsenal fans' terms. But but again, right, like. The back four is going to be very crucial, but more than that, the the more crucial part of it is Ramsdale, right? We are going to face a lot more shots, and oh, yeah. there is this uh, stat that uh, I saw comparing Alison Becker and uh, Ramsdale, where they have said like uh, Beck- Alison has played ten games, five clean sheets, twenty three saves, and has conceded eleven goals. Ramsdale has played eight games. Five clean sheets and faced twenty-five shots or save, saved twenty-five shots with conceding four goals. Just by the numbers, Ramsdale is a better goalkeeper at this point in time. Do you think yeah, that's the true? <laughs> yeah, let's say why not? <laughs> <laughs> let's say it's not. Let's say it's not the answer, right? <laughs> the numbers say it. Why not? I, he has I, I, better. <laughs> so what? <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> But, but, but I, I'm the, not able to bring myself to say it. You know, I'm not able to bring myself to actually accept what you're saying. I'm, I'm trying. I'm struggling. <laughs> but but that is also true, Deepak. Right? Like, I mean, uh, this game is going to be a high shot game, right? Like, uh, we know Mane likes to shoot. We know Saba likes to shoot, and we know Jota likes to shoot. So this game is going to have the, uh, that many shots, and we need Ramsdale to be that superhero Ramsdale and not like. We haven't seen yeah. the other side of Ramsdale, but hopefully we don't see oh, the other no. side of Ramsdale in this game. Never, <laughs> actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we need this like uh, shot-stopping ability right here. Like plus also like to go with uh, his like passing from the back, which would help a lot with the uh, way Liverpool build up. Yeah. So, that, that, that is a question, right? Especially, uh, especially against Liverpool. Especially Liverpool is such a pressing team. Do you want actually Ramsdale to do his, you know, short passing and his, you know, picking out the pass or just punt it? Just you know, I throw would it like out there. I love him to do his long passes. I would like, I would like to see someone like a winger on the. Like let's say on the uh, Alexander Arnold side, you know, like how he just plays as a right winger rather than a yeah. RB. So I would like to see uh, Ramsdale punting towards that side and uh, Auba starting from the left wing and like I said, playing as a striker. I would like to see that. But yeah, hopefully, I think he would be doing that mostly. I don't think so. If you are short passing and with a uh, in Liverpool pressing, you might go in into some trouble even though we have been good for the past past like few games as arun said the opposition is not that great this is like the the pinnacle of opposition right now which we are going to face so let's see how we perform mm. 
Interesting. I am actually worried about the passing of Ramsey and not just the passing of it. He is, he takes those risks in and around the box with the ball at his feet. Usually he gets away with it, but I'm also worried about that because yes, it, it is against every goalkeeper. Even we saw Allison making such blunders last season and Ederson makes every season. He makes some blunders, but it, it gives you something else. If you're trying to break out from the back. So that is what? More risk and more reward. That's what yeah, you're trying to do. But, right yeah, but that is uh, that would have helped if our team is like free, free scoring team. We are not scoring that much, right? We are winning one zeros. We are not winning three zeros, three ones. We are not scoring that many goals. So when this mistake is going to be very costly, should he be doing that? Right? Because can I can I can I take that? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for for me, like 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 Deepak said, you know, like it's high risk, high reward. Uh, he has to try those passes because in my head, I do not see why he should be going for long balls all the time in this game. Uh, the whole objective of this uh, positional play and the players that we got was to make sure that we build a team that beats the press, right? So if we are not going to be even trying to beat the press uh, at probably the team that presses the best. Um, relentlessly again, like I keep saying, because they keep doing that for 90 minutes. Of course, it ends with like people getting injured and all that. But the way they do it for 90 minutes, no other team does that. All right. So, so we want to build a team that would actually play around this, be effective in beating their press, and still be able to play. But now that that we are going to be probably playing a counter-attacking way of football as we are going away at Anfield is a different thing. But even in there, I wouldn't when he gets the ball, I would like him to like. Give those passes that makes more sense. Be, if it is going to be a long ball, yes, it is. It should not be a blind punt in my head. It should be like you know a proper pass that you you know what's going to happen. You're working with set plays or you're working with like you know playing patterns all the time in your training. So I'm definitely sure they would be thinking about it. So I want, like you said, punts good. But if those punts are going to go to the right player, yeah, I don't want blind punts that you're just going to. Kick. I want them to. This is what I mean. Show me something. Show me that you can beat this person. Show me that you'll be able to play uh, with, like, by beating the space, by making sure that you're able to do something that would frustrate the opposition. I, I get it. I get what you're saying. But the question again is, right? Like, this is a very, as Deepak put it, it's a very, very different game to every other game. Like, this is the pinnacle or this is the best team that we could face or, or this is the worst team that we could face, right? Of the league, one of the worst teams, if you consider City on their day. They and yep. Liverpool on the day. That, that's the worst that we could face. And should we be going in for a very specific plan? That is the question, right? We should, we should, or we should be focusing on getting things right, or like let's continue the process. Or should we be going in like, okay, this game we do this. Forget the process. Let's do this to manage this game. That is the question. It should be a mix of both. It should be a mix of both in my head. Like you cannot have one defined plan. Like you said, we are not a team that is so good right now that we have an excellent plan A. Like uh, the plan A that we have, we have not mastered plan A. You know, in that situation, you have to be flexible enough to be uh, able to adapt the team according to the opposition. Of course, the other plan that we have, if we do adapt, that's not perfect either. But that gives you a bit more insurance. You know, like that's like you said. If you're able to adapt it to your opposition, then that gives you a better chance of actually not, not losing badly, I would say. That's mm. first step. First step would be to cement the goals. Sorry, plug the goals, 
that that they they've been doing now you know like that is reflecting in how many goals have been conceding yes that's a good part of the process that has been said it is showing some promise yeah but if that is not going to work against liverpool i do not want them to keep continuing that just just because of that no but not change it too much of course that is going to confuse the players as well if you're continuously playing 4-3-3-4-4-1-1 and then you all of a sudden you go back to a back three that is that also gives a bad message a wrong message to the players like but football is evolving in such a way that these form more than formations is the way in which you play that matters so even if you're playing with a back three if you're able to play a sort of a game that is uh, press resistant playing out from the back if you're going to be counter attacking be counter attacking with certain defined patterns it would all mean the same that's the, that's the kind of play that we want more than the formation so that's what i would say it should be a mix of both uh, with with where we are right now and i think we can afford that hmm interesting take on it especially because uh, this is this is after the international break where we had 13 players of arsenal going away on international break and coming back so ardeta might not have that much time with these players to but that's uh, you know That's to come up true. with something like New. that like a very yeah, specific yeah, yeah. plan right uh, i am worried in that sense that a lot yeah. of players of ours went away and came back uh, so coming up with a very defined plan or if arteta is going to over complicate things as usual when he yeah, does against yeah. bigger teams that. yeah uh, that's the part that i am actually worried about but the other part that i am worried about is the midfield deeper right like Partey is coming back from injury. He is ready, but I don't think he will start this game. And if he doesn't start, and your favorite Granite Shaka isn't anymore, we have a midfield of two: Lokanga and Amen. Do you want Amen Lokanga or do you want uh, Lokanga and Odega? That's the question. He, he wants Partey and Shaka. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not possible. So yeah, Deepak, no, go ahead. No Odega. for sure in in the midfield that two against liverpool and no no way he should be starting there it should even however lethargic amen plays <laughs> you still want him there <laughs> but he, he isn't doing those things right now but so i would start amen and lokanga if partey is not starting actually mm-hmm. if you remember last season's game where we won for the first time against uh, you know klopp's team uh i think uh, amn and lacazette had a blinder of a game that time i remember rightly amn had a very good game against liverpool that's one of the reasons why i think his uh, his thing kind of skyrocketed all the way that game and the fa cup game that he played those are two games where he played very well against liverpool so yeah i would i i would prefer parte to start but i don't think he's going to i think it's going to be amn lokanga and that is kind of scary for me especially considering tiago could kind of bully them all over the place tiago won't be starting right does he's not it, starting it, 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 it doesn't matter i don't think like a loss of personnel has any effect on liverpool especially that midfield the way no, in which they end, play but, but anderson is not starting is what i i remember so it yeah, might so be tiago anderson is not starting yet tiago will start mm. yeah Yeah, that's that's the part that I'm worried about. The midfield battle is what I'm worried about, and I think my 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 suggestion for a back three was based on the assumption that Party was not playing. So I want to provide as much stability as possible. That's why I said back three. 
you know mm-hmm. like you can you have like two players that are missing so you want to have five players to compensate for that loss <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, i i understand your point but i don't think that's going to happen but arun your thoughts on the midfield a quick midfield i mean we don't have an option so like i would i mean i i would want party to start but but if he does start i fear that it's going to be both the, the, the tottenham situation again where like you know he's hobbling halfway down the pitch and arteta screaming at him to run so i i am really not sure there have been very mixed signals about party's uh, fitness they're saying he's available but again for the amount of time that he was off and not even training i'm not sure so party i don't know so i given the options we have and given like you know elleni is not the kind of person i would want to start this game leaves us with pretty much two players amen and sambi so uh, yeah i think it's just going to be amen and sambi in midfield yeah except me no one wants uh, odegaard on the team <laughs> odegaard would be again like probably like you know the same thing that he does 60 minutes he comes in for like i said and like the keeps the ball for 30 minutes he'll just keep the ball for 30 minutes and then like bring some pass to xian that would be helpful in the counter to like someone like him. uh pinging balls around for like the front three that would be like really helpful I mean, that would, that depends again on like where we are in the game at 60 minutes right so that's where yeah. i i don't see him starting i don't see him starting okay okay that that makes sense i mean there is nothing more to talk about like you know um, the whole um, midfield in the in the scenario i think that <laughs> well, we just... have two and, two and a half fit people so i think you can really talk so much about <laughs> two <and a> half <laughs> people <laughs> but but okay so talking about the front three uh, i think uh, so you said that you would prefer lacazette to be the forward and uh, aubameyang to the left and saka to the right right Yeah. So we are playing a number 10 of ESR is that what you are thinking Yeah oh. Okay Yeah because I want someone to keep uh, TAA pinned towards because he is their main threat no mm-hmm. one else apart yeah. from Salah Yeah so someone to keep him occupied like yeah. so that's why I wanted Auba there even though Auba's form has been shit but still yeah yeah that's the question right aubash aubash form has been shared and esr from left has been doing good why not keep that going okay so you are saying drop alba completely or like no uh, oh, as usual like i said as number 10 yeah okay you could do that but this was just a suggestion i wanted to try that <laughs> <but, yeah. laughs> that's the whole point of suggestions and uh, you know what is possibility or else there is no point in having this podcast and this whole uh, series so it's, it's just uh, like a thought like arun's 343 <laughs> it's it's basically but, for hours ourselves that we're doing this you know it's not the teams are not going to pay any attention to this <laughs> no but that is uh, that also brings in the question right arun like Pepe is the bigger question mark there, That's especially. Yeah. If I got about him, leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And especially on this game, uh, and and especially like my question is right. Like we are not even bringing him off the bench anymore. We have a uh, last game we brought in Martinelli before him off the bench. So is this something that is uh, that is a clear sign that we are moving away from Pepe? 
I I think we should at some point, and there's no time better than right now. So I think, uh, yeah, it, it it all points towards that. We're also hearing a lot of rumors about like um, teams in the Premier League and away from the Premier League being interested in him. We knew that we were going to take losses, but I think we have to be at a point where we can limit the losses. And at at that point, I believe is the January transfer window. So I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves. I had a feeling at the beginning of the season that he would be able to perform better, but the rigidity that the system requires, the discipline that the system requires, and the space that he requires to operate, there's a huge gap between all of these things. You know, I was I have always been a huge Pepe fan, um, but that's again. Yeah, me know. <laughs> I don't think even his parents support him the way I do. So, <laughs> so but but the thing is, like you know, he doesn't fit the club. He doesn't fit the what we want to do. We we have to uh, understand that at some point and like, keep our emotions aside, the love aside for the player. See that it's the club that you know is is more important. And and if he's not fitting there, of course we have to move for someone who does fit there. So like I said. If we're going to be selling him for thirty-two million, uh, that's of course we're not. Even if we discount the fact that he played what three seasons for us, two three seasons for us now. Mm-hmm. Even if you set like fourteen fifteen million per season, that's still like you know you're probably making the amount of money that you thought you would make. So I mean, like it's I I I don't know I don't know if to call it a loss or not, but it could have some something that could have worked but did not work because of the direction that we as a team are taking. So to answer your question, yeah. It seems to be the end of Pepe and Arsenal. Mm. But okay, so uh, well, the only Pepe. worry is that he's probably one of our biggest goal threats. Yeah. Uh, the, out of all the goal threats that we have right now, he's probably one of the biggest uh, because of like you know the number of uh, conversions that he has, the number of shots that he takes, and the conversions that he has. But that probably is the only redeeming quality that he has right now in terms of our current situation that could fit uh, what we are doing. So the. Things that um, his negatives in terms of losing the ball, um, not like being decisive when he has to, uh, but then putting up like rockstar performances when he doesn't have to, like it's it's not going to like you know the, the negatives outweigh basically what we need from him in terms of positives. So yeah, I that's a big thing. Yeah, it's 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 done for him. So talking about the goal threats though, Deepa, right? Like we have to talk about Aubameyang in the game. If he's going to be the central striker. He's going up against Van Dyke, right? He is literally going up against Van Dyke, and Aubameyang, for all his glory, for all his good things, is not someone who would take on a defender by himself. At least, not not the Aubameyang of now. But there are a lot of Even things the that old is... Aubameyang doesn't take on. Please, no. Yeah, but he like, runs at them more. But but there are a lot of things that is happening around Aubameyang around this time. and that is creating a lot of questions for one he was brought back from his national duty sooner than expected everyone was wondering whether he was uh, injured but it was clarified that he was not injured he was brought back by arsenal because arsenal and the national team had a um, i don't know some kind of a, a deal between themselves to bring him back quicker so that brings in one side of it and when he got back he was interviewed by someone about Uh, about the Arteta and the captaincy question, and he mentioned that Arteta came to him whether captaincy is weighing him down, and Aubameyang mentioned that no captaincy is something that he relishes, and he wants to be the captain, he wants to lead the team, and uh, somehow he claimed that he is a very good captain. So all this put together is the situation kind of 
you know, uh, torpedoing itself or spiraling itself to a point where this is going to become complicated. I don't think so. It's just uh, media people, as usual, cooking up some stories. Maybe Arsenal just wanted him to come and train sooner, given that he's like our most important goal threat, or the only goal threat, I would even say. Um, so, yeah, I don't think so. It would be like something which would be complicated. It, it's just media spinning up their stories. As usual, vulturing around Arsenal to find someone. <laughs> Something we are on a good run right now. They have to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to do anything. We'll do that to ourselves. Yeah. That's what Arsenal are, right? Like, uh, but but still, yeah, right? I don't think so. Like, he he has to start. And there is no other way. <laughs> and going against Van Dyke, we know how good is Van Dyke. It's not just like Van Dyke. Even Matip is like really good. He's one of the underrated defenders. So. Yeah, plus then there is Allison. Yeah. So yeah, it would be tough to score, but yeah, he if we have any chance of drawing the match, Aumayanga has to score or like at least he has to play well. Hmm. Not not definitely the Watford game. <laughs> <laughs> but but Arun, like to to extend that point, right? Like on the captaincy front. We do have our concerns against Aubameyang as a captain, right? He is not someone who is going to be cajoling the team. He's not someone who is going to. He's going to perform well. He's a happy go lucky lucky guy. He's a very good influence on the dressing room and everything. But he's not a captain who is going to be like, "Come on, you guys, let's do this kind of thing." I don't think so. I think the other way. He is one of the most important member in the dressing room. Who else do you think would do that in this? Like, oh, come on, you guys. I don't see anyone in this team doing Katie. Katie, Katie. What is this, like, uh, love with Katie? I don't want to, Because he's, like, inserting his uh, shirt in the front, he would become a better captain. <laughs> I, I, I have always believed that the role of the captain in football is overstated. It's way overstated than, and, you know, like... I do not uh, see why professionals... Ronaldo disagrees. Ronaldo disagrees. Right there. Yeah, like, <laughs> disagree all you want. <laughs> but the thing is, like, why... Like, the, the more I think about it, my stance was very different before. Like, you know, like, I was thinking probably that the captain is the one who should drive um, the players, like, rally the troops when things are wrong. Yeah, that was... Uh, the case when like these players were playing for like you know a bigger salary when the love for football was bigger and then those were like real personalities in the team football as as a game has evolved so much that the intensity is not the same as it used to be you know like the rules have changed so much at this point i really don't understand if you want like if you're if you're someone who's 25 25 to 30 and you're earning like 150 to 200 a week why would you need one person as a captain to rally you when things are not going right? Isn't that your job as a professional to like try and, and, and get yourself up and keep doing things? Like, why would you want one designated person just to say, let's guys, let's go guys, come on guys, things are not bad. Why would you need that? I really don't understand. My point, my, you can be a captain. Like for me, the, the very few captains come in my mind that symbolize like what a captain should always be doing. Uh, Tony Adams was one of them. He symbolized the club. He was talking about like what the club should be doing. And if 
the players were not doing their things right in spite of him being an alcoholic he was like you know able to come back and set an inspiring example for the other players like don't give up we keep doing what you want extend your play another person carlos puyol he never took any shit on the pitch he was yeah. always there for his players even in situations when like players of his own team were sort of like misbehaving or not doing things that probably represented the barcelona way of that time he would yeah. go and reprimand them you know yeah, that's yeah. the kind of It's, right now, do we need captains like that? Do we have captains like that, or is that role even necessary? Like, if it has evolved so much that you don't, you don't really need to have someone just to stay there, you know? So yeah, Aubameyang, do all the fun stuff you want. To his credit, I've seen him like be more involved than before. He seems to be like jostling the referee more. He seems to be fighting for like you know fouls more. So all that is good. Yeah, if you're able to do things. um in the dressing room that can make players comfortable because we are going through a transition phase we were at a point where we had 30s and we had 18s we didn't have anyone in between now we are getting these guys in between so we, we need a transition abamang if he's able to provide that fantastic but am i looking for something from him on the pitch am i looking him to be this warrior who takes a team on to the pitch who like follows uh, like it's not like uh, you know american football where you have the quarterback listening to all the stuff that he yeah that's a from the coach that's a hugely different proposition and that guy at that point is the most important one we do not have a number 10 doing that we do not have a captain doing that in football we do not have like wiring so what's the point you know like you do your things on the pitch you score goals you have fun with the team good off the pitch you are getting people together yes but outside of that a defined role for a captain or how or what he would be able to do i really do not see the difference or like an impact i would be honest mm-hmm. interesting and i do agree with plus that there is no one else is there yeah plus no one else is there like i we you know like i i do not know who would be able to uh, take that position like we can say like yeah ramsdale is is being commanding ramsdale is having fun and all that it's his first season like he's not started making mistakes he's not had started letting goals in he's not had a slump in form but still this is like early you talk about gabriel early you talk about kd early doesn't play often you know so so it's like another candidate is not there but at the same time is it like so much of an important position that requires you know like someone to be specifically especially really good at i don't know but but again the question is right like leave the position of captain but every team should have that strong man in the team right like Liverpool they, they, that, a, that, that, that's what i'm saying the strong man is a van, van dyke he's not he might not be the captain but he's the strong man of the team uh, in that so case Manchester we have as a rodri Right, like, they have a great captain Liverpool. Henderson is like it's it, Henderson is Liverpool right now. It's it yeah. is the his team actually. You you see that connection is very different because he's someone who, who who has been on the club for like forever. So he knows the values of the club. He knows what like people around him are supposed to do. You know, it's not that sort of a connection that we have with Abamian. Yeah, he's good. He's he's earning a lot of money. Fans love him. Yes, but is that the same same sort of connection that he has like? say for example in the future if asaka does become a captain i think he would have a bigger role to play in how things are run than abamayang can ever have at this club you know mm-hmm. what i mean because he knows what the club is all about more than abamayang can ever ever do so that's where i feel yeah he's doing a lot of things but is 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 that going to be like you know a defining thing no hmm interesting interesting but again okay let's get back to the game uh, right we have to talk about the danger man so we have to talk about danger man in the sense apart from sala we know sala is the danger man for liverpool or is anyone else the most the most dangerous man yeah yeah so oh. so let's leave him aside and then talk about 
who are the other danger men in uh, you know arsenal and uh, liverpool let me start with you deepak on on arsenal's danger men who do you think is the guy that's going to make something out of this game for arsenal and you that's cannot say arsenal <laughs> what <laughs> No, I said you cannot say Arsenal as they do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is the guy who would be making something? Yeah, I could see that. that. He has been our best player apart from Kevin yeah. this season. So, uh, like, or our best attacker. Mm-hmm. So obviously, it's yes, sir. Uh, from Liverpool, apart from Salah. Their front three. Where do we start? Where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> the front three is literally too good. Even if you leave out Firmino, even though he brings a lot to the team, Jota is like he is kind of underrated. He is like really good at finding those spaces. So I would say Jota, and then mm-hmm. obviously uh, Alexander Arnold. Don't yeah. give any free kicks, please. No. <laughs> but the thing is, like you are right about Alexander Arnold, but he's like. more of an attacking threat than like he, he doesn't bring anything defensive to the table so that okay. also provides a weakness for us probably that would be one outlet i would see like from the left yeah so again so that you, makes esrw important like you say you, yeah you could you could continue on on the dangerman then dangerman okay from liverpool um, i would say alexander arno uh, definitely he's going to be like the dangerman but again he's going to be a weakness as well Uh, Robertson is extremely good, but he doesn't provide the same threat that um, TA does. So TA for sure. Uh, apart from Salah, I would say Mane. Jota definitely is very dangerous, but if Mane is playing, then he is definitely going to score a goal. Or, or that's what he's done so far. So he somehow manages to score a goal from nowhere. You know, it's not like a Salah goal where you know he's going to dribble past multiple players and all that. Mane's goals are always like a ball comes to him from nowhere and he he takes a shot and it somehow goes to the goal. If you've noticed, always like boom, boom, boom. So, Mane, uh, TAA for me, yeah. And uh, Arsenal. Mane was bad, but this season yeah. he was picked up again. So yeah. Yeah. From Arsenal's perspective, Arsenal's perspective, I would say uh, the danger man would be Saka and Yasa. A lot depends on how we stop their flanks. Uh, no more than the centre because they do provide the width from their flanks, and that's how they attack, right? So a lot would prefer depend on on ESR and Saka and how they perform. So for me, they those two would be the danger man because for, in mm-hmm. my head they are they are the ones playing wide. So mm-hmm. I don't see ESR playing ten. I see ESR playing wide, be it like a four four one one or a three four three. So those two are the danger men from us. Mm, interesting, interesting that no one brought in any of the midfielders because I was thinking of the midfielders, especially with uh, you know Sambi and. Uh, And uh, hey, man, I am worried of our midfield right there. And uh, oh, that's uh, that's why I'm going for a back three. So I'm covered <laughs> in that sense. <laughs> He is sticking to the back three, folks. <laughs> But I do yeah, feel I uh, Ramsdale. Ramsdale is the guy to look out for if we are going to come up with uh, come out with some sense of decency from this game. Uh, I think Ramsdale should have another blinder of a game if we have to. You know, as uh, Deepak put it, like we have to come out with a draw. I think Ramsdale has to have a blinder of a game, or or our back four should have a blinder of a game. I think it's more about us stopping their scoring than us scoring. That is what yeah. I am thinking uh, in that perspective. So uh, I think our set pieces would play a crucial role. We have been scoring a mm-hmm. lot of goals, and 
we saw like Liverpool having some troubles mm-hmm. against West Ham. That yeah. would be some kind of a goal threat for us and make one goal somehow and then yeah. get on for life. Yeah. yeah, and also we have been improving in our set pieces. So I'm still th- I'm still positive of us making a goal from a set piece if that is going to happen. And so that's why I'm thinking like our defenders are our, our Ramsdale is going to be the uh, the key person to look forward in this game because if they stop Liverpool from going in 3-0 or you know uh, 4-0 or whatever, uh, we would be able to get a goal in from one of those set pieces. And that is where I'm seeing as our positive side coming from a set piece routine uh, because, because we have been doing good. So that is my thoughts. Anyways, let's uh, do, let's wrap this up with predictions. Arun, do you want to start the predictions? Yeah, I'll go for a 2-1 Liverpool win. Okay, 2-1 Liverpool win. Predicting any of the scorers? Hmm, scorers. Uh, I would say uh, Jota and Mane. Okay. From for okay. them and probably an ESR goal. Okay. Deepak, predictions? Oh no, I don't want to predict who's gonna score for us. Oh my god, I jinxed it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that person doesn't end up scoring. I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's say we'll score a goal. I don't know how we're gonna score. <laughs> uh, Deepak, yeah, go ahead. One one. One one. Okay. And uh, scorers? Scorers is uh, Lacazette and uh, uh, who's that? Alexander Arnold. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is that is possible. That is possible. I'm gonna go for a one-one. I'm gonna go for a one-one two. Where uh, I still feel there is going to be a card in the game or a controversy in the game. So uh, that is something that I'm worried about. Where, it Usually be, we don't fight, right? Liverpool and Arsenal, they don't have like big fights in the game. Yeah, we don't fight, but I think yeah, we are due for a throw some shit and you won't get booked. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's possible. Okay. But still, we are due for a we are due for one of uh, you know uh, regular Arsenal uh, mockups. So I am thinking that could happen in this game, whether it would be a card or something, whether it's Arsenal side or Liverpool side. But I am hoping or I am thinking that there is going to be a muck-up in the game. So, but still, 1-1 is what I'm looking at. Uh, one set-piece goal from us and uh, they're going to score uh, uh, from Mane or Salah. So, hmm. that's that's my prediction. But you guys are more, way more optimistic than I am. <laughs> <laughs> we have to be. We have, have to be. Optimistic and see. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, guys, thank you so much for joining and it's been really nice talking to you uh, both after so much uh, time and uh, hosting this has been a pleasure. We'll uh, talk after the Liverpool game. And yeah. uh, for the listeners, once again, like, share and subscribe and comment in any anything that you want us to discuss about or you want to make a point out of it. Thank you so much, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thank you very much. And that is the end of the pod. For more Arsenal-related content, please like, subscribe, and share to the Awakeners podcast. See you next week.